Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Theatre Guild on the Air. Tonight's star is Joan Fontaine in Helen Jerome's Pride and Prejudice, taken from the famous novel by Jane Austen. Featured with Miss Fontaine are Peggy Conklin, Kyle Swenson, and Percy Wareham. And here is Lawrence Langner, co-director with Teresa Halburn of the Theatre Guild, to tell you something about the play and the players. Mr. Lack. Thank you, Norman Brokenshire. Ladies and gentlemen... Tonight's play is passion from one of the greatest love stories of all time. Indeed, Pride and Prejudice is ageless, for it's hard to imagine a brave new world in which a mother with several daughters will not attempt to find husbands for them. But the play is best remembered for the romance of its outspoken heroine, Elizabeth Bennet, whose love for the handsome Darcy hurdles all obstacles. Tonight, our star is Joan Fontaine, also the star of Rebecca and the Affairs of Susan, who will play the part of Elizabeth. Peggy Conklin, who won fame in Mr. and Mrs. North, will play her sister Jane. Carl Swenson, well-known portrayer of Lorenzo Jones, plays the aristocratic Darcy. And Percy Wareham, who appeared in the original Max Gordon production plays Mr. Bennett. Mr. Bennett is a man after my own heart, because while living with a wife and several daughters, he still puts up a fight for the rights of man, with about as much success as most of us husbands. And now we start the play. Nothing unusual about the Bennett house, excepting one small thing. It had been inherited, and it was really too expensive for Mr. Bennett's income. Wide lawns and old trees kept it private, and the horse and carriage in the stable stood ready to carry the family into town when they chose to go. It was a well-behaved horse, a well-behaved house, in a well-behaved England of a hundred years ago. The only singular fact to record was the scent that hovered in the room. It was made of old lavender and lilac water or whatever it is in the air that tells of many women in the house. Good afternoon, Elizabeth. Good afternoon, Papa. Did you read this? Elizabeth, you're not reading this book, are you? Yes, I'm almost finished. But, my dear, this is a novel. No respectable woman reads a novel until she's married. Your mother didn't read until she had two children. Oh, but this one's only about a harmless school for girls, ah, Papa. Ah, don't try to fool me, daughter. One of the girls in this book has a divorced mother. I hope at least that you won't mention the story to your sister, Lydia. Indeed, I won't, Papa. Lydia recommended it to me. This is too much. Now, Elizabeth, I... Mr. Bennett, have you heard the news? Have you heard the news? I have not. Oh, it's a tremendous importance to all of us. Tremendous importance. Mrs. Bennett, you have repeated yourself twice with no increase in the amount of information imparted to me. 
Will you proceed to your next idea? The great house of Netherfield has been rented. Not really. Mrs. Long just stopped by and told me. Don't you want to know who's taken it? You know any way I can stop you from telling me? Well, my dear, he's a young man of large fortune from the north of England, immensely wealthy, immensely. What's his name? His name is Bingley, and he's single, Mama. What? How did you ever guess, Elizabeth? Why, Mama, any time you run into a room like this, I know a single man has crossed the county line. Oh, isn't it a splendid thing for one of our girls, Mr. Bennett? What has Mr. Bingley to do with our girls, for heaven's sake? Mr. B., how can you be so tired? I feel a wonderful wedding coming on, a husband and everything that goes with it. I feel it coming that in here. That is an improper feeling to mention before our maiden daughter. Pretend you didn't hear it, Elizabeth. I'm pretending to talk. Oh, I know he'll fall in love with one of the girls. How could he help it? In the same way that the rest of the male population of England has helped it until now. But that's why you must visit him as soon as possible and bring him to the house. Bring him indeed. You talk as if I was running a horse auction. No. I'm not selling my daughters. I'm merely trying to give them away. There's a big difference. Indeed there is, Mama. A man will pay for a horse. <laughs> imagine, Mama. Imagine being of some value in the world. <laughs> Don't be silly, Elizabeth. Have you heard the news, Father? My dear Lydia, I beg you not to jump when you get excited. I, I have heard the news and we I... We must buy Elizabeth a new dress. Jane, be still. Well, what about me? We'll buy you a harpoon, Lydia. Everyone <laughs> will get a new dress. Blue for Lydia because she's the youngest. Pink for Jane because she likes pink. And for Lizzie... Nothing at all because I'm perfectly comfortable in what I have. Oh, but now, Lizzie, you can't. I'm not going through one fitting after another just to satisfy some silly man who won't know the difference anyway. There's a sensible girl. Sensible indeed. If we all acted like Elizabeth, the world would never be populated. You needn't try to do it all with your three daughters, Mama. That's quite enough, Elizabeth. Mr. Bennett, please put on your hat and coat. I'm not calling on Mr. Bingley. I don't know the man. He doesn't know me. Mr. Bennett, you never think of your daughter's future. I have no talent for this sort of thing. Bring him here. We'll supply the talent. Do you realize that with your state entailed, the girls will be practically penniless when you die? Everything you will you will have will go to that Reverend Collins. Speaking about the Reverend Collins, I have a letter from him. He's coming to visit us. I'm not interested in his letters. We're talking of your estate and your poor daughters who'll be penniless if you persist in I had nothing to do with passing the law of entail, Mrs. Bennett. It's not his fault, Mother. Thank you, Elizabeth. British law dictates that all estates shall be inherited by male descendants only. And we have no son, Mrs. Bennett, as perhaps you may remember. You needn't criticize me. I'm simply pointing out that the Reverend Collins will inherit by law what I possess, because he's my cousin and closest male relative. That's why you must invite Mr. Bingley here. Let him become your closest relative. I do not choose to make a fool of myself. You'd better go and do it, Father, or she'll never let you rest. He has eight servants, Mr. Bennett. Eight. I can't ask a perfect stranger to come inspect my daughters. I suppose he ought to see Jane, Father. Oh, Leslie, it's you he'll like the best. You're the one with character. Character doesn't make weddings, Jane. Your horse is saddled, Mr. Bennett. Get his coat, Lydia. I make no guarantee that I'll see him, Bingley. Yes, so you see him, dear. Here, your glass. I had no intention of riding this afternoon. Here's your coat, Father. Stop pushing me. Of course, if I should happen to pass his house. Goodbye, Mr. Bennett. I'm making no promises. I may see him, and then again Goodbye, I... Father. Now, see here, girl. I Once more, Liz. Mm. Now, take a deep 
Brad, we're not too tight now. Ready, set. That's it. Mm-hmm. Hold your breath. I'm tying the string. Oh, quick, I can't. Oh, I can't hold it anymore. Oh. Oh, what a figure you have now, Liz. That's a darling corset. My spine seems to be in front. What idiotic things these corsets are. Everything from the middle is on top. But a girl can't very well do without them, Liz. Well, I'm sure if the Lord meant us to look like this, we'd have our ribs running up and down instead of sideways. Help me on with my dress, dear, will you? Yes, dear, dear. Oh, take your hair out of your eyes, well, Lydia. Who's the other man Mr. Bingley brought with him? His friend, Mr. Darcy, is his name. I peeked through the library keyhole. And Liz, Mr. Darcy is related to royalty. Really? I saw him through the window when he uh, came in. He's tall. Oh, very tall. And nicely blonde, too, I uh-huh. think. Oh, but I suppose he's married. Well, I think he's single, too. How do you know? Well, Mother sat him in Papa's own chair. No. You hear that, Janie? Oh, you're going to have a hard choice here. Why do you say that, Lizzie? Why don't you ever think of anyone for yourself? Oh, I don't know. Most men, everyone I ever met, left me with the feeling that I just drank some cooled-off tea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose I'll feel that way, too, when I get to be 20. But I do think you're much too critical, Liz. Oh, that's because everybody loves you, Jane. Wait for us, Lydia. I've just remembered. I've got to look in the paper and make sure when that new regiment is coming to town. Well, just don't go out and meet them on the high road, dear. <laughs> Come on, Jane. We'd better go down and stand inspection for the gentlemen. Liz, one, one minute. Promise me one thing. What? I think you're the cleverest person I know and the finest character. But do try to be nice to the gentlemen, Lizzie. I mean sweet. You never try to be sweet, and you must. Yeah, I'll try to, my dear, with my last breath, which I feel I'm drawing now. Come on, let's go down. Yes, yes, it is a good view from this window, Miss Elizabeth. Uh, not outstanding, of course, but, uh, uh, good. We're so happy to have people enjoy our house, Mr. Darcy. Uh, see our roses out there? Oh, yes, yes, they're, they're good roses indeed. Uh, not outstanding, of course, but, uh, quite uh, good. Oh, well, I, um, I hear them laughing in the parlor. Shall we join them? Yes, shall we? It's been a long time since I rarely laugh. Bingley, that's a delightful joke, isn't it, girl? Yes, Mama. Well, I thought you'd like it. Oh, sit down, you two. Another one of your old jokes, Bingley. Old? We've never heard that one before, Mr. Darcy. It's about a lady... Oh, don't, don't bother, Mr. Bennett, please. It's difficult for you to realize how dreadfully long it takes for a joke to travel out to you country people. All jokes start in London, you know, and we can't tolerate old ones. We never waste our time telling new ones here. Isn't that strange? We like the old and tested ones. They're always sure to be funny. Uh, Mr. Bigley, you can't imagine how nice it is to have some eligible young men in the neighborhood at last. I believe Mr. Bingley can well imagine, Mr. Bennett. I mistook you, Mr. Darcy. You don't seem to be finding our part of the country to your liking, do you? I don't care for the country, Miss Elizabeth. Oh, what a pity. It must annoy you terribly. There's so little smoke and noise out here. Not at all, miss. The longer I stay, the noisier it seems to be. I love the city. When we were in London once, the soldier followed me. you do, Lydia. Uh, Mr. Bingley, I hope you like it in the country, or do you intend to run to London and leave us? Oh, I never know, ma'am. Everything I do is done in a hurry. Oh, that's nice. 
living that way. Yes, Miss Jane, and when I fall in love, I expect it would be the same. Oh, really? Is that answer, Mr. Bingley, Jane, dear? Isn't your tea getting cool, Mr. Darcy? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Miss Jane. No, we're drinking it that way in London now. Oh, that's so characteristic. I notice city people most always lean towards tepid things. I uh, perceive you are a student of character, Miss Elizabeth. She only I makes a point of estimating people according to their value. You must find a little opportunity to exercise your gifts here. On the contrary, Mr. Darcy... I find that people who live in the country... Usually who... can't find a living in the city. I'm sure we all agree that city people and country people are both very nice. Don't you think so, Mr. Bailey? Well, city or country, wherever I am, I'm happy. Give me a horse, a long road, a whip of hay, and uh, a country lass, Miss Jane. Oh, you have such a nice disposition, Mr. Bingley. That's because Mr. Bingley doesn't criticize every time he opens his mouth. And like certain other gentlemen. You uh, misunderstand, Mr. Darcy. I understand, Mr. Darcy, completely, Jane, and I don't Mr. think... Mr. Darcy, won't you have some more tea? No, thank you, Miss Jane. I really think I'd better go. The least you could have done was wait until he'd gone before you got angry with him, Elizabeth. I couldn't bear him. He seemed nice at first. He's a disagreeable, horrid, conceited man, and I'm going up and get out of this corset before I faint. And you almost ruined Jane's chances, too. If you'd have kept quiet, Mr. Bingley would have stayed. Oh, I'm and then... sorry, Janey, dear. But it won't matter. Mr. Bingley liked you. Hmm. He was mad about you. Oh, he sure to want to see you again. Oh, Liz, do you really think so? How I'd love to see that Bingley in uniform. Imagine him with a broad red stripe down the side of his pants. The nice word is trousers, Lydia. Oh, Mr. Bennett, I must talk to you. And I must talk to you, Mrs. Bennett. Unless I mistook my hearing when we let the two gentlemen out of the house, you invited them to a ball, did you not? And they accepted, Mr. Bennett. May I ask what ball you were talking about? Why, our ball, Mr. Bennett. Our ball? We never gave a ball. Mrs. Bennett, may I be so bold as to ask when we decided to give a ball? We didn't decide. I only knew it myself just before I said it. We're having a ball. And Jane! who is going to pay for this nonsense? Why, I suppose you are. You silly man. How do you ever expect me to find husbands for your daughters if you persist in being so stingy with me? I had to drag you to pay a visit to Mr. Bingley and see what happened. Jane is on the verge of an engagement. And I'm on the verge of screaming if I don't take off these shoes. Good night. One moment, Elizabeth. Now that Jane is practically engaged... Oh, she isn't engaged at all. Well, then I said practically. You needn't be so technical. Now, we must do something about Lydia. I know. Invite all the officers from Colonel Foster's regiment. I think a squad or two will suffice, my dear. Very well, Lydia. We'll invite them off. But only those with private incomes. But, Mother, the nice young ones never have any money. Now, Lydia, it's just as easy to fall in love with one who has. <laughs> yes, girls. Just be sure of three things when you bring a suitor to Mama. Either he's single... Has money, and since he's sure to be old if he's rich, just try to be certain that he's alive. If I may say it, Miss Jane, you dance with inspiration. You surely make me trip saying such things, Mr. Bingley. I am a man, I can't restrain myself. Uh, Miss Jane. Yes, Mr. Bingley? You, your lightest air, Miss Jane. Your clean air. Now I've said it. Uh, oh, you 
ever forgive my lack of self-control. I almost feel faint. I'm dreadfully sorry, Miss Jane. Come, we'll find a chair for you. Oh, no. No, just hold me this way until I recover my senses. Why do you keep turning your head? Is there someone you... I just noticed Mr. Darcy in the doorway. He's not dancing at all tonight. Do you suppose he'd have a turn with my sister Elizabeth? Why, I'm sure he'd be delighted. Uh, where is your sister? I've hardly seen her all night. Well, I don't know where she's gone off to. Supposing I find Elizabeth, would you keep Mr. Darcy in the conservatory until I come back? I do so want her to dance. I'm beginning to understand why everyone loves you, Miss Jane. Does everyone? Oh, Miss Jane. I dare not repeat what I said. You're too pale for my last remark. Well, you hold on to Mr. Darcy. I'll be back before you can forget me. Darcy! I say, old man, what are you thinking of? The evening's nearly over. Aren't you going to dance? It's not nearly enough over for me. Uh, aren't any of the young ladies to your liking? No, oh, I should call them all uncommonly pretty. Uh, in a rural sort of way, of course. Especially Miss Jane. Say, uh, what do you think of her sister, Elizabeth? Seems to me she's an exceptional girl, Darcy. If you wish me to agree with you, I should be glad to do so. Why? What's wrong with her? She is one of the most disagreeable young women I ever had the ill luck to encounter. She does nothing but contradict me. And she seemed like such a delightful girl. Charles, if there is one person in the world I wish to avoid, it is Miss Elizabeth Bennett. That young lady is a snob. Oh, let's move along. There's a fellow coming I can't bear to have near me. And with that dreadful little Lydia. Heavens, what an affair. <laughs> oh, Captain Wickham, I can't have another glass. No, no. Papa says that raspberry punch makes people wicked. My dear Miss Lydia, where I come from, people drink punch to keep from getting wicked. Ah. Now, down with it. There we are. Oh, I like this room. And I like the punch. And by George... I like you. Uh, what do you like? I like... Uh, what? what? What lovely medal do you have, Captain Wickham? Those are buttons, Miss Lydia. Might, might I touch one? I know I oughtn't, but... Touch the button of a soldier's coat. A soldier's girl you'll be. Oh, dear, let me go. Oh, Lydia. I think we'd best join the others. I really do, Captain Wickham. I uh, would rather not go back to the dance floor, Miss Lydia. Why, does it frighten you, Captain? You act so strange. No, I, I simply wish to avoid a fight with a certain gentleman. A fight? With whom? Mr. Darcy. But, but why? What's he done to you? Lydia, have you seen Elizabeth or you, Captain? No, indeed. Lydia's gone to conservatory, Jane. She's with the Reverend Collins. Oh, thank you. Why don't you go in and dance, Captain? <laughs> careful now. She's only a baby. I shall be. Very careful. Come into the garden, Lydia. I'll tell you all about Mr. Dodge. I know I shouldn't. But I... you know you will. Elizabeth. Uh, Miss Elizabeth. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Reverend Collins. I was thinking of something. Uh, uh, shall we go back into the ballroom now? In a moment. Since my arrival yesterday, you and I have merely spoken in vague generalities. Uh, yes, it has been nice since yesterday. Miss Elizabeth, I have not come merely to visit your father, my esteemed cousin. 
Therefore, I wish to speak now, not only as a man of the cloth. Uh, uh, how then, Mr. Collins? Well, uh, you might say, uh, uh, as a man. Really, Mr. Collins, you mustn't strain yourself. Your father has given me permission to inform you that I have singled you out as the companion of my future life. Oh, isn't that generous of Papa? You must really be excited, mustn't you? Now, before our feelings run away with us, Miss Elizabeth, may I say that no ungenerous word of reproach have ever passed my lips, despite the fact that one thousand pounds invested at four percent is all you have as a dowry. Well, I'm flattered how mathematically sure you are that you love me, but uh, why, why in the world did you choose me? A fair question. Uh, my patroness, Lady Catherine de Berg has condescended to advise me to marry. She does much to support my church, you understand. Uh, I believe you will be acceptable to her. You see, you have risen to that exalted level in society when you've been introduced to Mr. Darcy. And Mr. Darcy is Lady Catherine's nephew. Oh, isn't he the lucky one? As an added inducement, Miss Elizabeth, there is a better than fair chance that when we are married, Lady Catherine may decide to visit us. What? Oh, Mr. Collins, I never knew you were given to such wild hopes. Now, all that remains is to assure you of my violent affection. <clears throat> Miss Elizabeth, uh, nay, my dear Miss Elizabeth, I will go so far as to say, my dearest Elizabeth, in all my life... Mr. Collins, I appreciate the honor, but I will not marry you. Huh? Oh, oh, I understand. It's the usual practice for elegant females to say no, but they mean yes. And so I will I'm proceed... not one of those idiotic ladies you describe. When I say no, I mean no. I realize it's quite impossible for people to imagine a rational woman. But outside of novels, they do exist, and I'm one of them. I said no, and I meant no. Oh, you're adorable. I shall proceed to ask you again. My dearest, will you... Mr. Collins, will you get off your knees and let me out of here? You must be joking. Why, Miss Elizabeth, make haste, my dear. Remember, you're already past 20. My dear Mr. Collins, with British manhood in the state it is today, I believe I'll wait until I reach old age. Even perhaps as old as... Twenty-five? The Bennett family is giving a ball. The gentlemen in their tight trousers, the ladies in bustles and lace, move stiffly over the dance floor. Jane Bennett has gone to find her elder sister Elizabeth in the hope of getting her to dance with Mr. Darcy, a rich and royal young man. Jane is just coming into the conservatory when she sees Reverend Collins getting to his feet after making a proposal of marriage to Elizabeth. Lizzie, li whatever in the world? Oh. Uh, I believe I'd better join the company, Miss Elizabeth. Ta-ta, uh, you two. <laughs> Lizzie, I've been looking all over for you. Whatever brought you to go off with Mr. Collins? He proposed to me, Jane. Imagine. What? Lady Catherine gave him permission. It's amazing that he bothered to ask me at all. Oh, that silly man. Come along now. You must dance before it's all over. And I've got Mr. Darcy waiting for your arm. Mr. Darcy. You must dance with him, Lizzie. I've been floating in a dream all evening with Mr. Bingley. And then I think of you, and I want to take you and swing you into my dream with me. Lizzie. 
You are so clever and so very pretty. And Mr. Darcy is really the handsomest man of usually are. He held his neck any stiffer a good breeze would crack it. <laughs> Miss, why do you dislike him so? You hardly said a dozen words have to him. He acts as though all women should faint when, with joy when he combs his hair. Just because Mama and Papa are not very rich, and the house is not a mansion, I think we'll all fall over ourselves to please him. But he never said anything to make he you feel... He doesn't feel... need to. He's got the eye of a snob and the tone of a snob, and he is a snob. Oh, if you insist, Janie, I'll dance with him once. If you can stand it. Oh, good, Lizzie. Ah, here's Captain Wickham. Oh, I was looking for you both to bid you good night. I hope you will excuse me. Oh, but it's not very late. Where's Lydia? I've already said good night to her. What happened to you? Why are you so excited? You must have noticed what Mr. Darcy did to me in the ballroom. Darcy? Well, what's he done? Your mother wished to introduce me to Mr. Bingley. Mr. Darcy was standing with him at the moment. As, I, as soon as I approached, he took Mr. Bingley's arm and walked away. Well, if that isn't... But why? I didn't know you'd even met Mr. Darcy before. Tell me, how do you know Mr. Darcy? Why, my father was manager of the Darcy estate in Derbyshire. Oh, well, then you must know his character. I do, miss. When the elder Darcy died, he left instructions that his son should bestow upon me a sum of money. May one ask why, Captain Whistle? The old man was my godfather. He was very fond of me. Well, you surely don't mean to tell me that Mr. Darcy refuses to pay you the money. He refuses to even speak to me, Miss Elizabeth. Uh, please let me go now, and my apologies to your mother. Good night. Good night. Now then, Jane, there you have Mr. Darcy. Lucy, there must be two sides. There certainly are the right in Mr. Darcy's. Did you ever hear of such dishonest, such... No, Lizzie, he's coming. Darcy, give him a chance. Please, Liz, give him one more chance. Uh, Miss Elizabeth, uh, they're playing the last extra. May I have the honor? Thank you, sir. I'm too tired to dance anymore. Besides, I feel the honor would be more than I could bear. I believe I'll see what Mr. Bingley is doing. Do dance, Lizzie. Uh, have I had the misfortune to offend you? You've offended Captain Wickham, one of my mother's guests. Offense is more than Wickham merits, then. I beg your pardon. I found him very charming, Mr. Darcy. And I'm sure my mother did. Wickham makes new friendships, ma'am, but he does not keep them. He certainly lacks the talent to retain yours. I... Your turn to make a remark now. You, uh... Whatever you wish me to say, you may consider said. Yes, I dare say there are times when... Perhaps it is better to limit conversation to yes or no. You are gratifying your wishes, not mine. Both, Mr. Darcy. I recognize how similar we are. We are each unsociable and taciturn. Reluctant to speak unless we can say something that will astonish the whole room or be handed down to posterity. That hardly describes your character, Mr. Elizabeth. You're probably describing mine. And include yourself out of pity for my wounded feelings. Feelings? Why? Have you any, Mr. Darcy? Yes. Evidently, you have decided about that. Mr. Darcy, I, I hear such a different accounts of you. I'm puzzled. When you're present, some of the reports seem difficult to believe. May I ask what reports you refer to? I refer to a certain Captain Wickham. Oh, so Captain Wickham has been talking to you. Indeed he has. Permit me, Miss Elizabeth, to caution you not to give too much credence to his tale. Captain Wickham is a liar. But what can one expect, considering his origin? People don't arrange their origins in advance, Mr. Darcy. Nor have I observed that the well-born are invariably well-bred. I think perhaps you attach too much importance to the accident of birth. Accident? Rarely, Miss Elizabeth. Why, have you ever studied biology? I have. 
But I never imagined it a subject for a woman to read about. Well, you needn't imagine any more, Mr. Darcy. I have studied biology, and I know... Enough, enough, Miss Elizabeth. I have no desire to hear what you know about so unfeminine a subject as biology. Well, I know this much. We are not royal here, and we have only one carriage while you have four. But we, Mr. Darcy, do not cheat people out of inheritance. The truth happens to be... I know the truth. You choose to believe this ex-steward, this servant in uniform, against my word? I believe the truth. In that case, Miss Bennett, there is little I can say except that you are being seriously misled by a scoundrel. Good night. Good night. Good night. Lizzie? Lizzie, darling, Mr. Bingley just... Lizzie, are you crying? What about Mr. Bingley? Liz, put your arms around me. I'm so happy it frightens me. Oh, you've had a happy time. Oh, you're so sweet and gorgeous. Liz, Liz. Has Mr. Bingley made you an offer? No, but I'm I'm sure he will as as soon as he can ask Father. Oh, darling, well, how do you know? Lizzie, he he kissed me. Janie. Janie, darling. And you're as good as married. You... Has Father's paper come this morning? It has, Mrs. Yup. I've set it there beside his chair. Ah. Uh, does he wish me to bring it to him? No, I want it. Oh, no, uh, no, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't really. The master will be furious if his journal is disturbed. What, he doesn't? No, won't hurt him. Now, where oh, is that? Oh, open it, Mrs. Yup. He knows that even a fly walks on his Oh, here we go. Put that journal down as well. I only wanted to see if Captain Wickham's regiment is being moved. All you think of is the, mo- is the movement of regiments. One would take you for a spy. Put it down, Mr. Bennett. Good mother, I... Why haven't Elizabeth and Jane come down to breakfast, Mrs. Bennett? Jane's not feeling well, and Elizabeth is sitting with her. Oh, I wish Jane would come out of this. Oh, it's a sad thing for a man to have three girls, but it's a calamity when they're all idiots. If I had to say that, I would never say it of my own. If my children are idiots, I hope I have the intelligence to know it. She's still pining away for that Mr. Bungle or Bingle or whatever his name is. It's Mr. Bingley. And if I had the energy, I'd go upstairs and deal with her. The breathing, the wealth, the position. What a gentleman he was. You sound as though he were dead. He simply failed to be heard from again. So the sensible thing is to forget all about him. Whoever would have imagined it. At the ball, I thought he would be back the next day to ask her hand. And not a word from him since it's been more than a month. I don't know what I shall do, Mr. Bennett. Jane single again, Lizzie refusing to college. May I remind you that Jane was not married yet? And Lydia here. She keeps tabs on the entire British Army and not even a lieutenant ever called. Uh, good morning, dear cousin. I think I'll study my grammar. Good morning, Mr. Collins. Did you get your letter? Sit down, Mr. Collins. I have my letter, thank you, and a marvelous letter it is. Uh, is Miss Elizabeth about? She'll be down shortly. Did you ask her again last night? I did, but she still insists on playing that charming game with me. What game is that, cousin? Why, whatever I say, <laughs> she says no. Oh, charming game indeed. If she doesn't say yes one of these days, I what believe I'll do, Mother. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Mr. Collins. Mr. Elizabeth, I have some wonderful news. Oh, you're not leaving. As a matter of fact, I am. 
Come, Mr. Bennett, I'm sure Elizabeth and Mr. Collins want to be alone. No, 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 stay. I am leaving, Drew. But my dear patroness, Lady Catherine, insists that when I return to the parish, I bring for her inspection the young lady whom I've selected for my wife. Would you come, Miss Elizabeth? Jane can accompany you. And when Lady Catherine sees you, I'm sure she'll pronounce you perfect. And I, Lady Catherine. The only difficulty is that by law I cannot marry Lady Catherine. Oh, Jane, you came so softly. Sit down, my dear. Sit down. You look so pale. Here, child. It's all he's written. Just a word. Saying it was a mistake. Saying something. I can't believe he'd go without a word. Without a blessed word. Oh, don't, darling. He'll come back. But, Lizzie, he's gone back to London for the season. Uh, I assume Miss Jane is referring to Mr. Bingley. Yes, Mr. Bingley. In this house, we are either expecting a Mr. Somebody or mourning him. This time, it's Mr. Bingley. Why, is it? Is that the Bingley who was so close a friend of Mr. Darcy, Lady Catherine's nephew? Why, what, what do you... <gasps> I have a splendid notion, Elizabeth. You and Jane come back with me to the parsonage. You'll meet Lady Catherine, who knows everything about everyone, especially her nephew's friends. And then you'll settle whatever happened to Mr. Bingley. And that, Mr. Collins, is a brilliant piece of detective work. <laughs> Elizabeth, you're off. Oh, but I've no intention of marrying Mr. Collins, and, and if I meet Lady Catherine, she mustn't imagine... Oh, there she goes again with her charming choke. What do you think, Father? Well, Father thinks it's a splendid plan. Oh, Mother, dear. And you always said marriages were made in heaven. From what I know of men, my dear, if we left it to them in heaven, we should all be old maids. You'll pack at once. Wouldn't you know Lady Catherine would live in a house like this? Oh, my. The doors are old and heavy. So is Lady Catherine. Liz, you'll be sure to ask her about Mr. Bingley. Oh, as we come to it, Janie, and just as soon as your mind's addressed about him, we'll go home. I don't like it yet. Does it make you think of Mr. Darcy, Liz? Mm-hmm. A little. It's so cold and rich and proud. Mr. Bingley was so much the opposite. So smiling, so so sweet and kind. I can't understand. Oh, come now, Janie. But, Liz, he kissed me. He really did kiss me. No. Oh, for heaven's sake, don't sit on that couch. Oh. Lady Catherine always sits there, my dear. She's coming right in. You must be standing, of course, when she enters. And Colin! Uh, Lady Catherine, may I have the honor to present Miss Elizabeth Bennett and her sister, Miss Jane. You're welcome, children. Thank, Thank you, you, Lady Catherine. And now sit down and tell me about yourself. Collins was saying you have several sisters, Miss Elizabeth. Two, your ladyship. And how many carriages does your papa keep, my dear? One, Lady Catherine, and it does very well when the wheel stays on. Oh, my. Well, at any rate, you'll not be unaccustomed to Mr. Collins' way of life. What was your mama's maiden name, my dear? Gardner. Uh, she has a brother who lives in a sort of slum in Cheapside. Oh. He's a lawyer. Oh, Miss Elizabeth, I beg of you. Never mind, Collins. I choose not to have heard. And what sort of governess did you have? We never had a governess, Lady Catherine. Yes. What? Grown up without a governess. 
Your mother cannot have been very intelligent to allow that. She isn't. She gave us our education, your ladyship. Uh, for a girl brought up in the country, Miss Elizabeth is prodigiously intelligent, Lady Catherine. Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm particularly good at biology. Oh. That awful word is not mentioned in my house, Miss Dennis. Besides, you're wasting your time on it. Won't get you anywhere. For instance, my nephew, Mr. Darcy, whom you will have the honor to meet shortly. Mr. Darcy, is he here? He is here. Why, does that alarm you? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, what about Mr. Darcy and biology? Why, he met some girl in the country who actually thought to attract him because she knew biology. Oh, not really. She came from the strangest family. She had a sister who very nearly got her claws into Mr. Bingley, my nephew's friend. Imagine people of that class thinking of a man like Bingley. Oh, incredible, but did he love the girl, this Mr. Bingley? Oh, violently in love. Oh, well, then why did he... Well, she cared nothing for him except his name and fortune, that's why. And naturally, she was aided by schemes by a particularly awful specimen of a mother. Oh, we know that type very well, your ladyship. Don't we, Jane? Yes. And what finally came of it, Lady Catherine? Well, there they were, the girls, several sisters, also with claws, and poor Bingley as good as caught, drawn and quartered. Well, naturally, my nephew, Mr. Darcy, went into action and whisked Bingley off to London. Mr. Darcy did that? I said, Mr. Darcy, he kept him in London, had to lock him in a room the first night to <laughs> put him there, and now... <laughs> Why, what's wrong with your sister? Cut me in my throat. And what finally happened to Mr. Bingley? Why, he's in London. And about to become engaged to the daughter of the Duchess of the... the child crying. Jane, come now. Stop coughing. She's crying. She's coughing, Jane. Please, Jane, please stop coughing, Jane. Help her into the carriage, Mr. Collins. No, no. Be careful now, Miss Jane. Is your foot on the steps? I feel so dizzy. Up you go. There we are now. Uh, Miss Elizabeth, before you the go... The answer, Mr. Collins, is no. But really, Miss Elizabeth, this is carrying your little joke too Miss far. Elizabeth. Oh, Mr. Darcy. Miss Elizabeth, I just heard that you're here. Uh, my aunt would like to see you, Reverend Collins. Me? Uh, goodbye, Elizabeth. I shall write you a definite offer. Goodbye, Mr. Collins. I must speak to you, Miss Elizabeth. What is it, Mr. Darcy? It's no use. In vain have I struggled. My feelings will not be suppressed. You must allow me to tell you how ardently I admire and love you. Darcy, are you joking? I've fought with myself all these weeks. Now, you may think that I'm speaking without due thought. That my feeling for you outweighs my common sense. That this... Love for you that consumes me is a thing that will pass. But it's not so, Miss Elizabeth. I have learned that in the bitterness of my silver basin. You have doubtless been crying all month, haven't you? Miss Elizabeth, I love you. Do you expect me to take you seriously? Have you so quickly forgotten the inferiority of my family? I have forgotten nothing about you. And yet, I love you. Have you considered my unsuitability in the eyes of your exalted world, Mr. Darcy? I have considered it. And I love you. Oh, you need not say it again, sir. What am I supposed to reply to this extraordinary harangue? One can scarcely call it an offer of marriage. You do not, I suppose, expect me to feel flattered? But uh, do you expect me to be glad that your family is inferior to mine? Or blame me for being honest and sincere when making the most 
momentous decision of my life. Decision? Yes, my dearest. I have decided to ask you to be my wife. Oh, I suppose I ought to be overwhelmed at this honor. Yeah, I, I ought to congratulate you on overcoming the battle between your unwilling affection and my unworthiness. But you see, I happen to be quite uninterested in your problems. Daddy, aren't you coming? Please. Right now, Jane, dear. Uh, Miss Elizabeth, if the manner of my revelation has offended you... I am influenced by something deeper than your manners, Mr. Darcy. I'm thinking more of your fine capacity for cruelty. Cruelty? When have I ever been cruel? Have you never willfully, I say willfully, injured an innocent person? Oh, oh, you mean my treatment of Captain Wickham again. You know, the fascination inferior men exert over superior women is always a puzzle to me. Inferior? Do you always apply that word only to other people? Cad is more descriptive in Wickham's case. I take the liberty of again warning you, Miss Elizabeth. Wickham is a designing rascal. I refuse to hear any more. What you did to Captain Wickham would be quite enough. But nothing could induce me to marry the man who has ruined my sister's life. Oh, how could you do it? How could you have heard it? Having once known her, can you deny that you came between Jane and Charles Bingley? I did everything in my power to separate my friend and your sister. I have been wiser with him than with myself. And you talk to me of love. They love each other. Jane is of those who only love once. It will kill her. I know it will. You have trodden on a heart with an iron boot. Mr. Darcy, you are the last man in the world whom I could ever be prevailed upon to marry. Your arm, Miss Bennett. Thank you. There you are. Forgive me for taking up your time. I wish you every happiness. Driver, you may start. You must be quiet, Mrs. Bennett. Is poor Jane asleep? I felt it would be better for her out here on the terrace. She had another dreadful night. You'd better go back into the house and leave her to me. Oh, that Mr. Bingley, that dreadful Mr. Bingley. She's asleep out there, Mr. Bennett. Good. Oh, Papa, what have they done to her? Our little Jane. If she dies of a broken heart, it will be a comfort to know that that young man is responsible. You certainly get your comfort in queer ways, Mrs. Bennett. What's to be done? Lizzie is through with Mr. Collins. Jane deserted. Lizzie, I suppose Mr. Collins talked of how he would inherit our house when Mr. Bennett dies, didn't he? He was too busy brushing off the knees of his pants. And I wish you would stop referring to me as a corpse, Mrs. Bennett. A letter for you, sir. Thank you, Hill. Will you go up and ask Miss Lydia to come down and have her lunch? I assume, Mrs. B., that Lydia returned from a visit to Colonel and Mrs. Foster? Uh, Miss Lydia, sir, is not in the house. Not in the house? Well, find her, Hill, and bring her to lunch. Miss Lydia has not returned from a visit, ma'am. Good heavens, this letter. It's not possible. It's Elizabeth. Papa, what happened? This letter. Who's it from? Get it here. Let it go. Good Lord, listen to this. It's from Colonel Foster. Colonel Foster? He's Captain Wickham's commanding officer. Don't tell me she... Lydia's gone off with Captain Wickham. Gone off? Where? What does it matter where? The important thing is that she went anywhere with that scoundrel. They've eloped, do you understand? What incredible. Oh, the dear child and without wedding clothes. Mr. Bennett, you must send money at once. Where could they be married so quickly? He will marry her, won't he, Papa? What? 
They're not married. Kindly control yourself, Mrs. Bennett. This is what Colonel Foster writes. Your daughter left a note with my wife stating that she and Captain Wickham were gone to London. I am sincerely grieved to tell you that I can find no further trace of them and no word of any marriage ceremony. Oh, my poor girl. Oh, but that's not because they weren't married, Papa. Now I'm going to attend to that young man. But where are you going? You don't even know where to go. I'll find him, Blackguard. I'll make him marry her. Mrs. Bennett, stop oh. sniffling and take yourself upstairs. Oh, you'll fight with Captain Wickham and be killed. And Mr. Collins will turn us out before you're cold in the grave. I am still quite warm, thank you, Mrs. Bennett. <laughs> I'm leaving now, Elizabeth. It's my fault, Papa. I had been warned about Wickham and I... Mr. Darcy, sir, and Mr. Bingley. I hope we're not intruding, sir. You will excuse me, gentlemen. I am posting to London and must be off. Goodbye, Lizzie. Goodbye, Papa. Mr. Bingley, you've come. Mr. Darcy rushed to London to tell me your sister was ill. Crazy, Mr. Bingley. Oh, I can't blame you for thinking badly of me, but I, I had no idea that she... That is to say, I never dreamed she cared for me as I do for her. Oh, Mr. Bingley. May I see her? She's out there with her nurse. Go through that door. Thank you. Mr. Darcy, I find myself in the unexpected position of having to thank you. You need not embarrass yourself. I had no idea either that Miss Jane rarely cares so much for Mr. Bingley. I beg your forgiveness and I... No time for that, Mr. Darcy. My younger sister has eloped with Captain Wooden. Eloped? I want the real truth about him, Mr. Darcy. With pleasure. Captain Wickham did inherit money from my father, and I paid it to him. And in one year, he squandered it on women and gambling. And not long ago, he persuaded my sister... Your sister? Fifteen years old. Thank heaven I arrived in time to stop him from cutting her off. Oh, then we really are done for. You see, Mr. Darcy, we are not only an inferior family now, but discreet. Where are you going? Dingley, I need it. Is anything wrong, Mr. Darcy? What? Did you call me, Darcy? I'm leaving, Dingley. I shan't be taking supper with you tonight. But you would have stayed a week. I, uh, uh, well, I've changed my mind. I, I have no taste for life in the country. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Elizabeth. Goodbye, Dingley. What got you so upset, old man? Why? I never saw him so concerned in all my life. What happened here? I'm sorry. I haven't the faintest idea. We must be at home and composed when Mr. Bingley arrives. Men do not come to ask my daughter's hand every day in the week. Sit, Jane. Your nose swells up when you move around so much. How does it feel, Mama? Two sons in law. Oh, your father certainly managed that naughty Captain Wickham very well, even if it did cost ten thousand pounds. Good afternoon, girl. I see Mr. Bingley hasn't arrived yet. Jane? By the way, Mr. Bennett, it was very good of my brother to lend you the money for that naughty Captain Wickham. Although I honestly hope he doesn't expect us to pay it back. Lucky he had it to lend, or the naughty Captain Wickham would have continued to live in sin with Lydia. Lizzie, Your own but isn't that the accepted way of mentioning a, a young lady and gentleman who are traveling about in hackney coaches together without benefits of clergy? There is no way of mentioning it. 
Not for respectable people. Well, poor uncle had to pay 10,000 pounds so people could mention it. And if he could spare another 10,000, perhaps we can do something about you, Lizzie. Oh, I'm quite all right, Mama. After all, I still have my teeth. That would be excellent if men married women for their teeth, my dear. Did you give him the money in cash, Mr. Bennett? Or I suppose my brother made a draft on his bank. Ten thousand pounds does fascinate you, doesn't it, Mrs. Bennett? I admit that ten thousand pounds does fascinate me. How did my brother pay it? The fact is, your brother did not pay it. Why didn't he? The simple reason that he hasn't got it. Oh, but, Papa, you did give Captain Whitton. Mr. Darcy followed my coach to London. Mr. Darcy? Yes, and was good enough to offer me his check. I could never have found Whitton without Darcy's help. He knew all the scoundrel horns that led me to him. <laughs> I thought he was going to murder Wickham. He controlled himself and gave him the money. Well, that makes it much better. I loathe owing money to relatives. Mr. Darcy did that, Papa. He really did it. Liz, and you thought he was so stuffy and proud. But why did he do it? What? Liz, Mr. Bingley. He's coming up the walk with Mr. Darcy. I'll go to meet him. May I, Mama? I think it would be all right if you happened to appear outside accidentally. Take a book or so you were reading. You're so good, Mama. I disagree, Mrs. Bennett. I think we all ought to be out there with her after what Lydia did. Oh, don't be silly. Mr. Bingley is not Captain Wickham. And I'm not the Bank of England. Can you suggest, perhaps, where I would get another £10,000? I don't suppose I can. Then let us accompany our daughter, Mrs. Bennett. Coming, Elizabeth? Mr. Darcy. Mm, I have implicit faith in Mr. Darcy. Come along, Mrs. Bennett. We'll go through the garden. And, Elizabeth, you might ask Mr. Darcy to speak to Reverend Collins for you. I'm sure he could get him to ask you again. Are you coming, Mama? Go on, please. Miss Elizabeth. Mr. Darcy. I should like to express my gratitude for all you've done for my sister and my family. Let it be for yourself alone, Miss Elizabeth. I thought only of you. Of me? Miss Elizabeth, you are too generous to trifle with me. I I came today to ask you if you still feel toward me. I see no excuse for such a good memory, Mr. Darcy. Oh, Elizabeth, I, 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 I've been arrogant. Uh, uh, Elizabeth. I'm so ashamed. If you've been anything but noble and just, you would hate me. I was the foolish one. The foolish and the proud one. No, my dearest. Only the prejudiced one. I cannot bear your kindness. I love you, Elizabeth. May I ask you... May I ask you if you would consider... My father says you're the sort of gentleman one dares not refuse anything. He condescended to ask. Oh, uh, <laughs> my, my cruel, my kind. Oh, my lovely Elizabeth. Mr. Darcy, I think you may hold my hand. Theatre Guild on the Air has presented Pride and Prejudice, starring Joan Fontaine as Elizabeth, and featuring Peggy Conklin as Jane, Carl Swenson as Dorothy, and Percy Warren as Mr. Bennett. And now as our broadcast draws to its close, we hear the Theatre Guild Orchestra and the delightful Waltz of the Flowers.
This program has been a presentation of the Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.